Welcome to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support podcasts such as this one, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording this episode on Thursday, December 8th, and joining me, as always, is my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Orfe Devangi. He's a PhD economist, and he's going to help us figure out what is going on with gasoline prices right now. Like, I don't know that we've made gas prices great again. Are you going to start wearing a red hat with white letters that says that on it or what? No, 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 no. But let me tell you what. I'm happy to go to the pump, and I'm happy to see that number tick down. And, and it's not just because gas prices are going on and I'm cheery for myself. It's, it's a sign that you know, a overheated economy could potentially get back to normal, you know, that we, you know, you have all these geopolitical tensions, you have the climate risk, uh, all these supply shocks that combined with, you know, a pop, bad policy, potentially, yeah, add potentially here, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> yeah, uh, you say allegedly, you could- and then you can say whatever you want right after that, huh? Is that how that works? <laughs> Okay. The point is, we want to bring prices down because consumers run the risk of running out of their savings, and then we're in trouble. So here's the grip. I filled up uh, last night uh, here in suburban Chicago, and I paid, all taxes included, $3.25 a gallon for 87 uh, octane gasoline at a tier one station. I bought it at a Shell gas station. Every other gas station in my area was at that price or slightly lower. So the mo- local mobile station, uh, which is Exxon Mobil, and uh, even like, uh, you know, our convenient marts, which are regional, that that gasoline, which I'm not exactly sure if that's tier one gas or not. It might be, but it was, they were all between like 320 and 325 a gallon. Now that is significantly less than 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 what I was being asked to pay I would say even two, you know, two months ago that we were well over $4 a gallon into the 409, 419 range. How has this happened? I mean, what is, what, you know, what are the factors here? I had somebody ask me, who's a fan of the show, are the lockdowns in China, which have brought some cities to a standstill, is that having an impact? Is there a global influence on what's happening? Does this have something to do with Russian production? Does this have something to do with something that's going on at OPEC? What's your best understanding of why fuel prices at the consumer level are down? So you had, a, I think, a couple of factors. And, and again, this is just me kind of piecing things together. Is, uh, you know, President Biden authorizing the release of 180 million barrels of oil from the country's strategic petroleum reserve could have played a little role, right? Surge in uh, supply. Mm-hmm. Prior you, to the election, uh, wink, wink. That's right, right. Uh, <laughs> and then you have, uh, you have, you know, potentially, you know, uh, the lockdowns in China. You also have, um, you know, a somewhat milder, warmer winter than I think we were expecting. I mean, so and far it's so true. good. I so mean, far, so good. I think that midway through 2022, people were scared that like the winter was coming, you know, and that we'd be in trouble. It feels good. You, The end of the summer travel season, things are kind of coming back down to earth. Now, of course, there are risks. 
you know, China is reopening. So there's going to be a lot of demand coming on online. Wall Street and, Journal had a story about this today that that broke. And let me let, let me pull something from Wall Street Journal. The global benchmark for crude prices has since plunged about forty percent. This is from the talking about from the peak from its war driven twenty twenty two high. So connection there to, to obviously what's happening in in Ukraine with Russia. Russian oil has kept flowing to the market. And stringent lockdowns in China, the world's biggest consumer of commodities, has hurt demand. The U.S. crude futures contract lost 3% on Wednesday. So we're talking about like Wednesday, December 6th, to settle at 7201 a barrel. Brent crude slid 2.8% to 77.17 a barrel. So like if you get like kind of inside the middle of this story, if you get right down to it, Wall Street Journal is suggesting that this is a factor of, of Russian prices going down the lockdowns in China, and then, you know, just uh, the imp- impact on uh, on demand overseas. You think there's maybe a little bit more to it than that? I mean, you know, with demand slowing into 2023, most expect at least a mild contraction. I expect at most a mild contraction. I'm a little bit optimistic, but, but that ought to, uh, you know, as demand, energy demand slows, you know, that ought to bring down Let me ask you, let me ask you this at a consumer level. Do you think that consumer behavior, which we have talked about off and on on this show, and then like when we try to get a handle on what's, you know, how this affects real people. Again, it's everyday economics. This is not intended for, uh, you know, PhD candidates, but we have a PhD on the show trying to make it simple or as as straightforward as as we possibly can. Do you think that people are hurting to a degree in their own personal economic situation? That they're just simply buying less gasoline, making fewer trips, maybe not, you know, getting into the car as often as they did before because they have to think about the expense of doing so. I mean, some people just can't do that, right? Uh, some people can't do that. And I think lower income families end up paying, a, you know, a much larger share of their income on things like food. Because they gas, have to so drive to work every day. You know, if you want to make they, it, you got to drive to work every day, right? That, that's right. That's right. And I'll take my example. Working remotely means I will reduce the number of trips to the office. I don't. I only go when I have to, or when I or when I think it's going to be extremely beneficial for me to go into that office. And so I I have trimmed down considerably. You know, instead of fueling up once a week, I'm fueling up every other week. So yeah, I mean, I can see it in my own behavior. That I am, uh, you know, there are certain things that I'm probably buying a little bit less uh, of. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and maybe it's not that you're thinking about inflation. Maybe it's just that, you know, you, you, you know, when you, when you start to see your, you know, your, your, your savings erode really quickly and, you know, and you, and you start to see, you know, your budget shrinking. You start to reevaluate what you need and what you don't need. I, I think a lot of people do that. You know, for example, we look at the housing market and we notice that areas with tend to be high income, relatively wealthier, are way more responsive to changes in economic conditions. They really adjust really rapidly. Even the you know, if you look at million dollar homes, they're shrinking. You know, people are buying smaller. Competition is stronger at the bottom, right? And it's like, and you have people making these adjustments in response to uh, changing economic conditions. I think there's a lot of that going on. Well, I'll tell you what, and I'm going to take the last word on this. There's been a lot of buzz about President Biden and refilling the strategic oil reserve. With numbers where they are now, this is the time to be buying. 
with that, Orfe, thank you very much. For Orfe Devangi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other high-quality podcasts at americastalking.com. Talking.com.